Welcome to Day 169 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Katie Kresge and Matthew Kresge. Mm-hmm. We continue to make our way through Paul's epistles or Paul's letters that he has written to the churches. We're in a particular section of Paul's you know, writings that uh, are commonly referred to as the prison epistles, mm-hmm. Ephesians and Colossians and Philippians, Philemon also, uh, that Paul writes while he is awaiting trial before Caesar in Rome. Uh, he has more time to write uh, than he does as he's moving, mm-hmm. you know, from place to place. And these are deeply rich in their theology. Uh, we just finished Colossians, which gives us a wonderful vision of Christ. And Ephesians gives us a wonderful vision of the body of Christ or the church of Christ. And um, it's divided naturally into two parts. The first three chapters are theology. Uh, the last three chapters or the practical application. So we begin in chapter 4 with the practical application. In light of who Christ is and what the church is designed to be, how should we how should we live? But before we uh, dig into the passage, why don't we offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Uh, Matt, you mind leading us in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do um, commit this time to you and commit ourselves to you. We thank you that you are a God of grace, uh, a God who loves us, who sought us, who saved us, and and so, Father, as we um, continue in, in your word together, um, would you use it to, to transform us into the image of Christ? Would you use it to encourage us and spur us on? Um, Father, help us to live in light of the gospel. Um, help us to walk um, in a way that is worthy of you. Um, and, Father, as we read this, give us wisdom, give us insight. Um, help us to, um, to enjoy you through it and glorify you. Father, we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Fantastic prayer. Thanks, Matt. Ephesians chapter 4. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. But as it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean, except he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They were darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they've given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. 
you were taught with you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. When Paul gets practical, he gets very practical. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even to the point of if you have been stealing, don't do it anymore Mm -hmm. uh, because that is part of putting on the new self, uh, which is created in Christ Jesus. My that last verse, I know that that's starting at the end, but that last verse was a verse that my mom always used. Um, she would quote it to us as as siblings <laughs> when we would uh, be fighting and um, arguing, and she would constantly be saying, "Be kind," but but she would say, "Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as in Christ God forgave you." So I've known that verse for a long time, and it still applies today. <laughs> Uh, Matthew, do you use that? In, in I'm going to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I do. I use it with our kids, yeah. which is kind of yeah. cool. No, that, that is fantastic. Be kind and compassionate one another, forgiving each other. And, and what is the measure? The measure is always the cross of the Lord Jesus right. Christ, just as God in Christ forgave you. Mm-hmm. At great cost, he forgave you. Yeah. And so it is a it is a fantastic and, and of course, that whole paragraph, you know, I guess we will, we will start at the end because that's where Katie has taken us. <laughs> My bad. Uh, now that's fine. Uh, don't let any unwholesome talk come yeah. out of your mouth. And of yeah. course, he gives a definition for that. Wholesome talk is that which builds people up mm-hmm. uh, and benefits those who, who listen. And how much of our speech falls on the other side of the spectrum. You know, a lot of it's just useless. Yeah. Uh, but some of it is very, you know, dangerous to the body of Christ and causes deep divisions in, in the body of Christ. And, and packed in the middle of all that is, you know, that little statement, and don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spirit powerfully resides within the body of Christ. And as the body of Christ is disobedient to the Spirit, uh, we do grieve him and can't even you know, put out the Spirit's fire yeah. or quench the Spirit's work among us by our disobedience. And that's the last thing we want to do. What were you going to say? I'll just say, you know, if we work our way back up, I'm kind of not sure. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. Moving back, you know, we won't go to the very beginning yet. We'll, we'll work, work uh, Matthew's away always from the end a little bit more orderly the than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hermeneutics <laughs> 101. Um, no, but I love, you know, thinking about where he talks about do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, you know, that it may benefit those who listen. You know, he's already talked about how, you know, Christ has descended and ascended, and now that he's ascended, he's given gifts and he's equipped the church, you know, to equip his people for the works of service so that they may, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mm-hmm. mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You know, and, and so our words and our speech, as he's continued to talk about yeah. Paul getting really practical, you know, one of the ways that we are built up and we mature and, and we attain this fullness is through the speaking of truth and love to one another, and that we would build one another up. And I think of we're walking through Hebrews right now, where you know, he, God through Hebrews is gonna say, Do not neglect to meet together, you know, as is the habit of some. 
you know, well, why? Because we need community. We need brothers and sisters speaking truth and love, you know, and encouraging us and spurring us on so that we don't fall into the snare yeah. of sin. Mm-hmm. And, of course, what a goal uh, yeah. until we attain to the full measure of the fullness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we set our sights so much lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if we could just be a little bit, you know, better than we are, have a little bit better week than we did last week, yeah. or, you know, just kind of perform at a medium, you know, low level. Or measure ourselves, you know, by each other rather than measuring ourselves, you know, by the fullness of Christ. And, and what a goal! Mm-hmm. And of course, we can only reach that goal with each other. Yeah. None of us, uh, you know, none of us, according to God's plan, none of us have the fullness of Christ residing in us. We each have been given gifts that complement one another, mm-hmm. and so we attain Christ's fullness when all those gifts are used together in harmony mm-hmm. for His glory. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, it's a goal that we can never reach, you know, as individuals, but we must reach as the body of Christ. Yeah, and you have to love. I mean, Paul uses that metaphor of the body a lot, and you know, if we we've read through the letters to the Corinthians, but he talks about it there. You know, no one can complain. You know, I'm just a toe, or I'm just you know this mm-hmm. body part. I want to be this. You know, the the body of Christ. We need every single part of the right. body to function, and, and we know that even just from human body perspective, like when you know your back is a little bit sore, or even you know <laughs> if you're like if you you're confident like hey my fingers you know your pinky fingers not that big of a deal and then all of a sudden you break your pinky it's like your whole hand stops working you know mm-hmm. and the way you're used to it working and of course so you, you hit it with a hammer your whole body gets involved <laughs> yes, you start jumping up and down and your yeah. mouth starts saying things and yeah. all kinds of you know everything, <laughs> everything just kind of goes uh, <laughs> yeah and, and that's why just depending I mean, on who you are katie <laughs> we we need one another you know yeah, and, absolutely and every gifting every person it's god a- has gifted them for the church. It's interesting because even if every piece of the part of the body is working and functioning, if there's no unity, then it doesn't really matter, does it? You know, things are working over here, things are working over here, but it's not working together. Right. So I love his message of unity too at the beginning of the chapter. We need that unity. And I feel like now, um, this season, this year, like we as the church, the body of Christ desperately need to come together and by the spirit i mean it's one spirit i'll read verse four um there's well actually start at verse three make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace there's one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called and then he goes on one Lord, yeah, one and we have almost made it to the first of the chapter, yeah. starting yeah. at the very end. Yeah. If yeah. you played this podcast, Katie has in almost, almost taken us to the beginning. And of course, the beginning is the nice um, bridge statement as a prisoner for the Lord. Then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And uh, then we move into the unity of spirit. Mm-hmm. And so when he asks us to live up to. Uh, the full measure of Christ or the calling we've received we've received to be his people and to reflect mm-hmm. his character it begins with being humble and gentle mm-hmm. and patient yeah. and bearing with one another in love because none of those are going to you know none of the rest of this is going to happen unless we uh, learn how to yeah. uh, be gentle with each other and to you know care for each other and so you're talking about you know, each one of the parts working but working separately that'd be like if you took your car apart and said the starter's working well and the, mm-hmm. you know the engine's working you know the uh, i yeah. know so little about right. cars <laughs> the headlights, yeah, the head, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only when they're in one package working together yeah. that it's it's really of any That's benefit true. you know of any benefit to you uh, at all yeah well and you have to love i mean how paul this this exhortation doesn't come you know this isn't how he starts his letter he doesn't say you know to the church in ephesus 
as a prisoner of the Lord, then, I mean, he, he's been rehearsing the gospel mm-hmm. and rehearsing the good news they've received in Christ Jesus. And, and all, I mean, we talked about it previously, the, all those superlatives, you know, look mm-hmm. at how incredible this, you know, this gospel message is for you. Mm-hmm. And, and therefore, in light of these things, and in, in light of those first three chapters, you know, kind of the theological heights of, of Paul's, you know, musings, he's sitting in a jail cell, you know, he comes to this and he says, therefore, you know, as a prisoner, therefore I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. You know, th- this isn't something that you just need to to strive to attain. You've received it. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been called. Now you get to walk in it. And, and I think that's huge for us, you know, to just kind of to continue to remember, you know, that this is a calling that we've received. You know, mm-hmm. the, the God has called us to himself. We've received these things, yet there's still a call for us to now walk in it. And in our randomness and moving through this, let me move us back to the middle of the chapter because <laughs> one of my favorite sections on sanctification of the process of growing in Christ Jesus you know, begins in verse 20. And that, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and and holiness. And so when we came to Christ, we, we did, we put off the old self. There are a lot of those behaviors, you know, that creep back in. And Paul would, uh, you know, in Romans, they put to death what belongs to that earthly nature. Mm-hmm. And so when he says put off, he, he's using, you know, the starkest terms, you know, to describe that, that uh, we are to do battle with those behaviors that uh, are more reflective of our old way of life. Uh, at the same time, uh, not only have we put on Christ, but we continue to put on Christ. The mm-hmm. tenses here are, are really nice. Uh, you put on Christ, and you put on who He is and who His character is. And, of course, that's everything we had at the verse of the chapter, humble, patient, mm-hmm. bearing with one another, forgiving one another, tender and compassionate. All of those things are the heart of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the things that you put on, and the only way you can do that is to be made new in the attitude of your mind, mm-hmm. which is the work of the Spirit through the Word in biblical community mm-hmm. as a we you know continue this journey together it's all good and then of course we'll be putting on the armor but that's on that's in two chapters so we'll wait and talk about that <laughs> in a couple days there you go way to <laughs> way to take us all yeah. over the place katie, right. katie Kresge. <laughs> i'm speechless it's i had no response seat. to that but uh, <laughs> i thought we were anyway, going to get to talk about like the theology of the ascent and well we're out of yeah, time now, but sorry now it's the armor of god well yeah. i'm just which leaving is, people which is a, on which the is edge a of their good seats. thing yeah. hey i'm just making people excited about two days from now so well we thank you so much stay tuned <laughs> we will see you guys in a couple of days meanwhile katie could you close us in prayer? sure Father, thank you. Um, Thank you for your word and thank you for these words specifically and for what they mean um, to us and what you mean to us and what you have done in us. And um, Father, would you continue to be at work in our hearts um, through your word, through your spirit, that your spirit would continue to sanctify us and that we would be um, obedient to you and that we would humble ourselves before you. and, and practice these things that Paul is talking about here, um, that we would speak the truth and love to one another and, um, and, and seek unity with other believers. So it's all for your glory um, and for your sake, and it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.